Welcome to the Nourishing Autism podcast, where we take a deep dive into the research on autism and dietary changes, nutrition supplements, and lifestyle modifications. Every week, we break down nutrition topics in an easy-to-understand way for you to feel less overwhelmed and feel confident on your nutrition journey with autism. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nourishing Autism podcast. I'm your host, Britton Coleman, the autism dietitian, and happy 2022. It's going to be a very exciting year for many of you working on nutrition and aiming to help your children feel their best. And that is my goal here to support you and help take the guesswork out of that. So if any of your goals in 2022 revolve around improving your child's nutrition, then you're in the right place. This week, we are going to talk all about why traditional picky eating strategies do not work for children with autism and can even land them in a worse nutrition state. This is a topic that I'm really passionate about and I easily get worked up about because the wrong information is often given to parents and causes them or their child to struggle even more with nutrition and in certain situations even land in the ER due to malnutrition. So this is a really important topic to talk about and I really want to spread this information because a lot of people are misinformed about this and this also might be validating for a lot of parents who have been given the wrong nutrition advice on how to expand their child's diet and just feel it in their gut that it is not the right approach for their child. One of the biggest pieces that I'm talking about is the starve it out method and I've talked about this method in my podcast before in one of my earlier episodes in this podcast, but the starve it out method is basically when you take away all the child's preferred unhealthy foods and just start giving them newer, healthier foods and expect them to just start eating when they're hungry. And why this is really harmful for autism is because a lot of times the reason that a child with autism is selective in the foods that they will eat is not just because they're choosing to be picky, it's because it's rooted in a deeper sensory processing issue and that is not going to resolve with hunger. It could also be related to some kind of oral motor issue, which also is not going to resolve with hunger. And so when we use the starve it out method for a child with autism, we are not resolving the issue of why they're a selective eater. We have to really work with those underlying causes, sensory processing, oral motor issues. Do they have gut issues that are causing them to feel so uncomfortable that they can only eat a few comfort foods? So we really have to think, what are the underlying reasons why this child is selective? It's more often than not, not a behavioral issue. It's deeper than that. And it comes down to a medical issue or nutrition issue, something else going on. And so if you have been given this information or the suggestion to just take away your child's preferred foods and just give them all new foods and they will eat when they're hungry and you are feeling that this is not the right approach for you and you just know that your child is not going to eat, you are likely very correct. Um, So 
just giving validation to all of you who have been there. It's shocking how often this advice is given and how harmful it truly can be. It's likely your child is already really selective. I've seen kids who will just eat three to five different foods and their parents have been given this advice and they're not going to start eating these new foods miraculously. So this is why this traditional picky eating advice doesn't work. Another common traditional picky eating advice is just keep exposing them. And while overall, I do agree, we need to have continued exposure to new foods in order to learn about it, in order to become more comfortable and trust that food and gain confidence, but merely just exposing it to them and putting it on their plate isn't going to be typically, the solution to your child's picky eating. It really takes gradually building up, pushing a little bit outside of the child's comfort zone, but not so far as to where it is going to be a major stressor to sit down at mealtime and where they feel so stressed out and anxious that they're going to be forced to eat a food that they're not quite ready to eat because then we're making backwards progress. What we want to do is work with the child's sensory preferences and start with a food that is going to be more likely to be accepted. For example, if that child only eats crunchy and tan foods, we're not going to start with a piece of broccoli that's really soft and green. It doesn't match up. It's not setting them up for success. It's not setting you up for success. It's only setting you up for frustration and sets the child up for anxiety around that food. So the approach to eating that I use, I know I've mentioned this before, but it's the SOS approach to feeding, and it is so incredible for kids who have sensory issues and sensory processing difficulties because it works with their sensory preferences. We start with the foods that they currently like, and we create a food chain in order to help brainstorm different foods that they're more likely to try and more likely to fit with their sensory profile. It is so great to work alongside a feeding therapist who is trained in this type of feeding therapy and or a dietitian who is familiar with it as well because I will say in traditional dietetic school, they're not teaching us the ins and outs on picky eating and pediatrics. You really have to go on to get that training yourself. And so just any dietitian, no matter how great of a dietitian they are in their area, they likely are not experts in this area when it comes to autism and sensory processing and expanding the diet outside of those traditional picky eating approaches. So all of that being said, you also didn't go to school to be a feeding therapist. You are the child's parent, and so we can't expect you to be the expert if you haven't gone and gotten that training or had somebody who is an expert to guide you. So it's so important to have somebody who can support you on your healthcare team and help you take those next steps to help your child be successful. I do this within my group coaching programs. I run small group coaching programs for parents who are looking to expand their child's diet and improve their nutrition, get their gut in a great place. All of those are interconnected. And I teach families how to do this. And because it is in a small group setting, I'm able to foster this really special community of parents who are all working toward the same goal 
they have a child on the autism spectrum or with sensory processing difficulties and they're able to support each other and understand the journey because oftentimes this journey can feel really isolating. So to be able to have a community of parents who are supporting you and are going through the same exact thing and then having a provider who understands it from the personal side, you may know my brother is diagnosed with autism, and then also from the professional side who has gone further to get that training for autism and sensory processing issues and these maybe non-traditional picky eating approaches that work better for this population can just be so helpful to have this environment that fully gets you and is supporting you. And if that sounds like something you're interested in or something that you'd like to learn more about, you can go to my website, autismdietitian.com, and click on the group tab, and you can either get on the wait list, or if I'm currently enrolling, you can sign up for a discovery call, and that way you can learn more about the program and decide if it's a good fit for you. And if I'm not currently enrolling or you're not quite sure if you're ready to dive that far in yet, you can sign up as a member for the Autism Nutrition Library, which is my membership, and I have plenty of information inside of the Autism Nutrition Library on how to get started on your picky eating journey. You can even find a link to find a feeding therapist nearby and really get started on these uh, small tips that are going to be successful for your child with autism or sensory processing difficulties difficulties to help you succeed. And from there, you can always decide if you'd like some more support and I would love to have you in the group. Hopefully that helps you understand why these traditional picky eating tactics don't work for autism. And if you've been giving this advice, you at least know that there are other ways that you can approach this and other practitioners who are familiar in the area of autism who would know that this is not good advice and who can support you in helping find the approach that is right for your child. Overcoming selective eating is not an overnight success. It takes time and consistency with finding the right method. So if you need some support, if you need some accountability, you need a community, come join the Autism Nutrition Library or get on the wait list for my next group. And I would love to help you find that community accountability and consistency to help you be successful and to help your child feel their best and thrive. That is it on this week of Nourishing Autism. Join me next week on the next episode launched every Friday morning. And I would love it if you left a five-star review on my podcast. It helps me reach even more and more families and help them expand their child's diet and help their kids thrive and feel their best. I'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by the Autism Nutrition Library, a one-stop hub and community for all things autism and nutrition, created to help you explore evidence-based nutrition approaches that have proved to be effective to help individuals with autism feel their best, do their best, and be their best. Join now by visiting autismnutritionlibrary.com or by stopping by my Instagram at autismdietitian. See you next week.